Hi, I'm Martha McIsaac from Dead Before Dawn, and I am the next guest on On Screen and Beyond. On Screen and Beyond, an inside look into the entertainment world featuring interviews with people from the movie, TV, and music industry, news on upcoming TV and DVD releases, and the rumor mill. And now, here's the host of On Screen and Beyond, Brian Zemrak. Thank you for joining us for another episode of On Screen and Beyond, the weekly show that keeps you updated on what's coming your way as far as upcoming new movies, remakes, sequels, and TV and movie DVD releases, as well as our interview segment with a guest from the movie, TV, or music industry. I'm your host, Brian Zemarak. This is episode 282. And this week, Martha McIsaac joins us here at On Screen and Beyond. She, of course, was in Superbad. She has a brand new movie coming out on DVD on October 1st, and it's called dead before dawn that's right martha's going to be here to talk about that her career everything else and it's right here on on screen and beyond so i hope you're going to stick around for that and of course it's that time of the month when we take a peek at what's coming your way for the month of october and we'll find out what's coming your way in theaters and on dvd and blu-ray it's all coming up next right here on on screen and beyond please hang up and try again Remake Madness, well, moving into theaters as far as remakes in October. It looks like on October 11th, a remake of Romeo and Juliet comes our way. This version stars Haley Steinfeld and Douglas Booth, along with Paul Giamatti. On October 18th, a new version of Stephen King's Carrie heads into theaters with Chloe Grace Mortez and Julianne Moore. That's it for Remake Madness in theaters in October. Coming up next on On Screen and Beyond, what's coming your way as far as new movies in theaters in October? Upcoming new movies heading your way in theaters in October, the highly talked about Gravity comes to you on October 4th with Sandra Bullock and George Clooney as two astronauts floating in space as their shuttle is destroyed and time is running out. You can look for Ben Affleck and Justin Timberlake in Runner Runner. It's about a businessman caught in offshore online gambling. And on October 11th, Tom Hanks stars as Captain Phillips, and it's based on the 2009 hijacking of a U.S. container ship. Daniel Radcliffe stars in Kill Your Darlings on October 16th, as the story tells of the spark that started the beat revolution with a young Allen Ginsberg and murder. On October 18th, a pre-Civil War story called Twelve Years a Slave tells the story of a man's fight for freedom. Escape Plan with Sylvester Stallone and Arnold Schwarzenegger lands in theaters on October 18th. And Faran Tahar is also in the cast. And, of course, he was a guest here at On Screen and Beyond a couple weeks back. And you can listen to that interview just by going to onscreenandbeyond.com and looking for our rerun section. Robert Redford stars in All is Lost as a man tries to survive after his sailboat is destroyed in open water at sea. And that's it. That is it for movies coming your way in theaters. Coming up next, we're going to take a peek at what's coming your way as far as sequels in theaters in October. Right here on On Screen and Beyond. Sequel City, well, it looks like they're... Not too many sequels coming your way in October, but there is one. Machete Kills continues the story of an ex-Federale agent, and that comes your way on October 11th. That is it for sequels in October in theaters. Coming up next on On Screen and Beyond, 
TV on DVD coming your way in October. TV on DVD coming your way in October. It looks like on October 1st, Beauty and the Beast Season 1, The Beverly Hillbillies Season 4, The Big Bang Theory Season 1 and Season 2 on Blu-ray, China Beach Season 1, Diagnosis Murder Season 5, Glee Season 4, Happy Ending Season 3, Highway to Heaven Season 2, How I Met Your Mother Season 8, Magnum P.I. The Complete Series, Mod Squad, Season 4, Volume 1 and Volume 2, Murder, She Wrote, The Complete Series, Party of Five, Season 6, Petticoat Junction, The Official Third Season, and Wings, Season 1 and Season 2. October 8th, 90210, Season 5, American Horror Story Asylum, and it looks like The Avengers, the Emma Peel Megaset, is coming your way, along with Bones Season 8 Centennial Miniseries, the complete series, Inspector Gadget, Megaset, The Middle, Season 2, Six Million Dollar Man, Season 4, Psych, Season 7, White Collar, Season 4, October 15th, you can get Arrested Development, three original seasons, and Bewitched, the complete series, Defiance, Season 1, Gentle Ben, Season 1, I Dream of Jeannie, the complete series, and look for The Partridge Family, the complete series, along with Vikings Season 1. October 22nd, The Doris Day Show, the best of series, and Family Affair, best of series also, and Mothers-in-Law, best of series, and Nikita Season 3. Silk Stocking, Season 6, 7, and 8, and The Young Riders, Season 2, and October 29th, look for Family Tree, Season 1. That is it for TV on DVD. Coming up next, what's coming your way as far as movies on Blu-ray and DVD in October? We're going to tell you. It's next, right here on On Screen and Beyond. Movies coming your way on Blu-ray and DVD in October. It looks like October 1st, you can catch The Croods with Emma Stone. Dead Before Dawn with Devin Bostick and Martha McIsaac. And The Frozen Ground with Nicolas Cage. This is The End with Jonah Hill and The Wizard of Oz with Judy Garland. October 8th, After Earth with Will Smith. Europa Report with Carolyn Windra. And The Hangover Part 3 with Bradley Cooper. Much Ado About Nothing with Amy Aker. And The Purge with Ethan Hawke. October 15th, The Heat with Sandra Bullock and Melissa McCarthy. Kevin Hart, Let Me Explain. And Pacific Rim. October 22nd, The Conjuring with Patrick Wilson. The Internship with Owen Wilson. And The Way, Way Back with Sam Rockwell. October 29th. R.I.P.D. with Jeff Bridges and Ryan Reynolds and Monsters University with Billy Crystal. That's it for movies coming your way on Blu-ray and DVD in October. Next on On Screen and Beyond, I mentioned, of course, Dead Before Dawn with Martha McIsaac. Martha is a guest right here this week on On Screen and Beyond. She's going to be joining us to talk about her film, Dead Before Dawn, and uh, we're going to get some information about that film, and of course we'll talk about her career, and we'll find out about Superbad and all sorts of stuff. It's coming up next, right here on On Screen and Beyond.
Today, my guest on On Screen and Beyond is an actress who at a young age was the star of the TV show Emily of New Moon. She later went on to play Becca in the hit movie Superbad, as well as many voiceover roles, and most recently as Becca Gilchrist on 1600 Pen. She has a new movie out on DVD on October 1st called Dead Before Dawn. It's a comedy horror movie, which also stars Devin Bostick and Christopher Lloyd. It's Martha McIsaac. Martha, welcome to On Screen and Beyond. Thank you so much for having me. Now, Martha, Dead Before Dawn is undoubtedly a tongue-in-cheek horror movie. <laughs> yes, very much so. <laughs> now, now, what attracted you to be in this movie? You know, I, I just love the people involved. I think, you know, April and Tim are, you know, big filmmakers coming out of Canada, and, you know, they just gather really talented, great people together that want to have fun and make a great movie in the process and I kind of came on really last minute actually I think I was hired on a Friday and we started shooting on a Monday um, wow. but I just thought the script was so funny and um, I was just excited to get back to Canada I'd been working down in LA for a really long time so I was excited to kind of go back to Canada and get to do some work there now where did they film it in Canada we shot it in Niagara Falls oh okay yes yeah so we were we were all living like tourists for about a month. <laughs> now, how is that when you're on a film like that, uh, uh, living out of a suitcase? It's weird. It, it almost becomes like sleepaway camp because everybody's there, you know, living in a hotel, working really long, weird hours together. And especially on this one, I mean, it's a zombie film that takes place over one night. So we shot all night shoots for wow. the whole shoot. So it was... We were kind of living like zombies. We were sleeping, you know, when the sun was up and working, when it was down. So we were living on a really weird schedule, but um, we all became really close friends out of the process. So it was a good thing. Now, give our audience an idea of what the film is about. Of course, it's half zombie, half demon, all zeman, right? <laughs> That's right. Yes. Yeah. So it's a group of kids. I kind of think of it as it's almost Scooby-Doo for adults and teenagers. Um, it's you know, it's a group of kids that happen to unleash a curse that they've made up kind of as a joke, but it happens to come true. And whoever they make eye contact with is going to kill themselves and come back as a zeman and try to wreak havoc on everyone they come in contact with. Um, and if we don't break the curse by midnight, as all good curses are, they will be around for eternity. Have you ever worked with Christopher Lloyd before? You know what? I actually I had worked with him once before on just actually on a small funny or die video we did. It was called Gobstopper, and it was another slapstick weird horror. It was like Willy Wonka in the Chocolate Factory, and he played a psychotic Willy Wonka, <laughs> and I played like one of the kids in the horror film going to the Chocolate Factory. It was very strange. Yeah, well, Christopher Lloyd is really a great character to have in any film because he's he's just so. You know, fun to watch. Oh, he's amazing. I mean, we were all blown away that he, you know, wanted to do it, and he was such a great sport. We had him there at like four in the morning on the ground with zombie makeup on, and you know, it was he was such a trooper about all of it, and he was so kind to everybody on set, and he was he was a he was wonderful. Now, have you ever worked with any of the other people who were in the cast? Um. No, I hadn't worked with... Oh, no, I guess Devin and I did, I think, like, a pilot together when he was, like, 
10 years old. Um, but this was the first time we had worked together as adults. And uh, But now everybody that was on the film are really close friends of mine, and Devin and I just produced a short film together that my husband directed and I starred in. And um, So it's all kind of become a family after that. So it was a really incredible experience, not just for the shooting itself, but all of the relationships that have kind of formed afterwards. Oh, so so you, you've made another film? A short? Yeah, um, Devin and myself produced a short film, and Brandon J. McLaren is in it as well. Um, my husband wrote and directed it, and yeah, so we, we all kind of co-collaborated on that, which was really cool to get to work with everybody again. Hmm, yeah, that's, that sounds, sounds good. Now, are you putting that into film festivals or something? Yeah, yeah, we just got into our first film festival yesterday, and yeah, so we're, the whole thing is just starting now. We just finished it and got it edited two weeks ago, so it's kind of in the beginning stages of handing it to all the festivals, but we got in and won our first festival yesterday, so it's very exciting. Congratulations. Now, Dead, Dead Before Dawn is, like I said earlier, it's definitely tongue-in-cheek, and it's, uh, you know, played to the to the hilts. <laughs> and one of the, sh- <laughs> one of the uh, scenes that, that really cracked me up is when Devin had some, I think it was brains on his cheek or something, <laughs> and you, you were sort of telling him to take it off, you know? <laughs> yes, I would say the entire, I, I would say 99% of the film is done tongue-in-cheek. Tongue um, and, yeah, that scene in particular is really funny. I think one of my favorite ones to film was in the gas station when we're trying to buy the gas without mm-hmm. making eye contact with the attendant. <laughs> it was a really fun one for us to be shooting together. Um, but, yeah, it's a very silly, fun, lighthearted zombie horror comedy, bloods and guts. Now, when you're making a movie like that, and there's so much blood and gore, and I mean, I mean, I don't want to make it sound like this is a you know a real you know slash 'em up movie, but there is blood and gore in it. I mean, you know, I mean, overboard even. Um, but uh, does it take a lot of takes when you're shooting, you know, with blood and things like that? Um, yes, it can. Um, but when you're working, you know, on a small budget and tight hours, you don't do a ton of takes. Um, you kind of, you know. You're you're working on you know tight, tight hours and tight turnaround and all that. So you and with the blood, the turnaround takes so long to clean everybody off and everything. So a lot of the main main hits and stabs are you kind of have one shot at it and you hope for the best. <laughs> now <laughs> I don't want to give anything away because you know the worst thing I, I I do is when people tell you the whole story and everything. But um, is there any chance there's going to be a part two? Oh, I don't know. You'll have to ask April and Tim that one. I there's always there's always possibilities, I suppose. <laughs> now, if if they were going to make a two, would you be interested in making a two on that? Oh, of course. We had so much fun shooting the first one. I'm sure our second one would be even better. Now, scenes like the uh, the football field scene, now, were those just mm-hmm. the people who were extras that they called in to come in and, and, and play a part, or, or were those all actors? Those were all extras that came in, and I think we there were so many people there. I was blown away by the amount of people because, like I said, it was the middle of the night. We were doing night shoots, and they put a few ads in the paper asking if people wanted to come out and hang out on a movie set for the evening, and... We got so many people that 
showed up just wanting to, you know, be part of something, which was so cool. And I was so impressed with everybody, you know. They had such great attitudes making us, like, we had them lying down in the middle of the dirt, covered in, <laughs> you know, blood and makeup and dirt. And they were just, everybody was such great sports about it. And there's this zombie squad that they go around and they, at any event, they don't get paid or anything. They just like dressing as zombies. So they go to different events um, that want zombies at them and they come in all their own zombie gear. And so we had some of them come out for the evening. They came on a few different occasions, which is pretty cool. Wow. Um, and helped us out. Yeah. <laughs> now, with all the people that were there, were all of them, did they all have to go through makeup or because of the far off shot? No, because the, the main shot when you see everybody right. is so far away that there's only, I think, probably the first few had some had the makeup, and the rest of it is from such a cool wide angle that you don't see the details in their face. Right. So, luckily, because on some of the days, I mean, there are a few scenes like when we go back to the school and we encounter a few a few zombie demons. Um, the I remember just how many how many extras they had to do try to get through hair and makeup to try and, you know, make it all work. And like I said, we're like running, gunning, you know, small budget, 3D, first ever 3D film in Canada. So we were all kind of learning on our feet and going. So it was it was pretty hectic at some points, but um, they did, the hair and makeup did such an incredible job. So it was the first 3D movie made in, in Canada? The first ever 3D film shot entirely in stereoscopic. 3D, I believe, in Canada. Hmm. Ah. So, yeah. so when you're so making when you're making a 3D film like that, are there any extra things you have to do as far as the acting part? Do you have to exaggerate, you know, throwing things or anything? No, and and for the movie, it's a little more about the depth of it rather than things kind of coming out and like it's more as just dimension to the picture than kind of wacky things popping out at you. Um, but acting-wise, it's fairly similar other than you just have to be a lot more careful about hitting your mark because they're measuring everything specifically for the dimensions on the screen. So if if we did have any props that, you know, were held towards the camera or anything, things like just technical stuff, but acting-wise, no, it's exactly the same acting-wise, just a little more technical. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, well, it's a fun movie, and, and you know, it showed in your acting on that that uh, everybody seemed to be having a good time. We did, and I'm glad that came through. Has acting what you've always wanted to do when you were a little girl? Of course, you started acting very young. I did, yeah. I started, a, I started professionally acting at 11. Well, I guess I had my very first acting gig at six years old. I was a child in a play in Charlottetown, Prince Edward Island, called Anna Green Gables. Um, but yeah, I, at four years old, walked upstairs from the basement steps and told my mother that I wanted to be an actress, and I was going to go to Juilliard School in New York. Mm-hmm. Somehow I had seen that on TV and decided that's what I was going to do. I didn't go to Juilliard, but I, I, I did become an actress, So, and my parents have always been, you know, nothing more than supportive of me. They're incredible. They, you know, they, they've always told me to pursue my dreams with wild ambition than I have. That's great. Now, but how does a, a girl from Prince Edward Island, I mean, just did one day you decide, I'm going to California, or, or how did you come about getting there? No, I started, the TV show I did was in Canada, ah. and it actually shot on Prince Edward Island. So 
I, you know, I had always wanted to do it. I was always performing at home, you know, putting on skits and plays and all that and doing community theater. And then I did a series of tourism commercials for the province. And the next year they were location scouting to shoot Emily of New Moon. And the map that the producers were using happened to have my photo on it because I was the tourism spokesperson. <laughs> and so they saw it and set up a interview with me. I met them. They told me when the auditions were going to be and that I should go. And um, then I, 10 auditions later, I ended up getting the lead role in the show. Hmm. And uh, I kind of never looked back. I did that show for four years. And then I finished out high school and took a few years off so I could, you know, be a normal kid and have a life. And then after high school, I moved to Toronto and got back into the acting scene there. Worked there for a long time and then put myself on tape for Superbad while I lived in Toronto and ended up getting the part. And, and uh, they got my working papers and sent me off to L.A. and I've been here kind of ever since. Now, was there anything unusual about getting your part for Superbad? Was that uh, just a normal cattle call that you went to? Yeah, they. Had, I mean, they were seeing kind of everyone and everybody in Canada and America for that. And so somebody in Toronto was hired to put, you know, every single person on tape there. <laughs> and so I did that and never really thought anything of it because I put myself on tape for so many projects shooting in America and never, you know, because you have to get so many papers and all. I never really thought anything of it. And then two months later, I got a call saying they wanted to fly me down the next day to do the screen test and meet with Michael Sarah. So it was very much a whirlwind, and I wasn't expecting it, and it turned out incredible. Mm. It was, you know, huge life-changing thing for me, obviously. I'm sure. So. <laughs> All right, final two questions. Uh, taking us away from your acting and everything else, uh, when you sit down and watch TV, what are your favorite TV shows? And the second question is, what are your favorite uh, movies of all time? Um, my favorite TV show right now is Breaking Bad. Uh, everybody says that. <laughs> unbelievable. I know. Well, it's the greatest show on television. That's why. Um, I'm also, Orange is the New Black is fantastic. Mm -hmm. I still love Modern Family. Yeah. New Girl. Um, and then movie-wise... Movie-wise, I'll kind of watch anything and everything, whatever's on in front of me or whatever happens to be coming out. I'm kind of, I, I just love seeing movies. Well, Martha, I want to thank you so much for taking the time to talk to us, and I want everybody to go out on October 1st and get Dead Before Dawn and uh, enjoy it because it's a fun movie. Thank you so much. What a great guest, Martha McIsaac, right here on On Screen and Beyond. I want to thank her so much for taking the time to talk to us and sharing about her new movie, Dead Before Dawn, comes out on October 1st. Be sure to pick it up on uh, Blu-ray or DVD. And, uh, you know, you can uh, get one of those zombie movies. <laughs> it's so big right now. It's a zombie comedy, and it's really a tongue-in-cheek. It's firmly planted in the cheek. And it, it's just a, a, a riot, and they just seem to have so much fun on that film. So be sure to check that out. And uh, just a few things to go through before we wrap it up here at On Screen and Beyond. Remember, we are going for our 100,000 people a day listening to On Screen and Beyond by our 300th episode. Now, we've been up to over 92,000 people a day listening to On Screen and Beyond, but we want to hit that 100,000 mark. 
And we're, we're, we keep getting closer every day, every week. We're getting closer and closer. Of course, I've been bugging you for the last, last uh, what, uh, month maybe. And, uh, you know, I just want to hit it before we hit our 300th episode. Uh, we're at uh, 282 right now. So we still got a little bit of ways to go, uh, but we're getting closer. It's edging up every, every day. We seem to be getting more and more people and uh, we want you to tell everybody about On Screen and Beyond. Be sure they go and listen to, uh, our weekly episodes and our past episodes. Just go to onscreenandbeyond.com and you've got over 282 episodes of great guests. And you can hear their stories about what they're doing and all of uh, their careers and everything else. It's a lot of fun. Be sure to tell your friends and check it out. All right. And uh, if you're listening to us on uh, iTunes, be sure to leave a review. If you are going to, uh, you know, want to get a little contact with me, if you want to make a suggestion for a guest, feedback at onscreenandbeyond.com. I'll be sure to get to your email. I'll read it. And it sometimes takes me a while to get through it because there's so many emails that come in. But uh, I try to get to everybody's email, and I appreciate it, and I will get back to you. And we've had some great suggestions come through in the last couple of weeks, and we are working on those people, seeing if we can get them here, and hopefully we will uh, get those people on for you. So that is about it. I want to make sure you join us next week for another great guest. And uh, until then... That's a wrap for this week, and please join us next time when we once again take you on screen and beyond. I'm Brian Zemrak. Take care. Take care.